Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Welcome to the program. Thanks for joining me. Clark Covington here with another episode of KJV Cafe. Hey, you got a coffee? Have some for me. Amen. It's a little bit later in the afternoon time. I can't have any, but uh, you have some for me and enjoy it. And uh, that, that would make me very happy to know that you're doing well. Hopefully you're doing well. Amen. I love you all. I thank you all for listening to the program and uh, the program's doing, doing well. People are listening, uh, subscribing and so forth. So I just thank everybody so, so much. It means the literally means the world to me. I believe this is what the Lord called me to do. So uh, this is it, man. This is the main deal. Uh, the KJV Cafe, the podcast. Uh, thank you so much. All right. We are, we made a lot of progress last episode. We went uh, last episode from Genesis 8, 1, 8 to verse 11. And today we're going to spend a little bit more time on just a few verses. So we'll look at Genesis here. Uh, we'll look at, say, verse 10. Okay. And we'll start going from there. And God called the dry land earth and, ga- and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. That's verse 13. Well, look at this. So we talked a little bit last time towards the end there about how God created these reproductive plants and trees. And you can do a master study on plants and trees and be blown away by God's intelligent design. Uh, we, When we were meeting in our little building, uh, I, I gave some information to our congregation about how trees uh, can share uh, uh, nutrients with each other and they, how they talk to each other with their roots. There's a documentary on that, how they can even talk to each other, even kind of long ways away. Uh, and how we, you know, obviously get the air that we breathe from trees and how it's, it's all sorted as we exhale and so forth and how a tree or a plant could uh, have a seed that it's in like a capsule, right? Which the wind picks up and blows to a certain place and then that seed gets into the dirt and it grows. And that's how we have the dispersion or distribution uh, often of certain kinds of plants and trees and so forth. And all of this just points to an intelligent creator, an intelligent designer. And as I get older uh, and less um, uh, resilient, I would say, to uh, restaurant food, I was joking around with a brother at church the other day about how he doesn't even like to go out to eat anymore because it all makes him sick. And I just have allergies and stuff, so I can relate to I still like to go out to eat, don't get me wrong, but I can relate to that. And, uh, you know, look at what God gave us. He gave us the most pure food. He gave us vegetables and fruits. You know, this sounds simple, but bear with me. I told my wife the other day, maybe like last month, you know, 
vegetables, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, in and of themselves don't have cholesterol. So if you were like trying to lower your cholesterol and you had a plant-based diet or a plant-forward diet or a whole food plant-based type diet, you might be able to lower your cholesterol a fair bit just by eating plants. Now, is that an accident? Is that a coincidence that the God of the universe created these things and put it in his word? And I'm not going to go off on some big tantrum about it or anything. Uh, But you know what? It's pretty fascinating that God did that, that he gave us uh, trees and and, and vegetation that, that actually give us Uh, nutrients better than man could ever think of or design, because oftentimes man's just taking what God's given us and adding their little bit to it, like, uh, you know, uh, fried batter or uh, salt or season or whatever it may be. Um, But hey, you know what? God's design is perfect and what he gave us is very, very good. Amen. All right. So there's another element here to this, this, this verse um, sorry, verse 11 again, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed. And so here we have in verse 11, also mentioned in verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind. We have this idea of a seed and, and the idea is first introduced by God here in Genesis. And it plays a very prominent role, I believe, uh, in our faith. We look at what a seed uh, means uh, and what what that means when we look at it from a broader perspective, like a spiritual perspective. So we're going to tackle that right after this break. You're listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. So we have this idea of seeds. And, and let me introduce this by saying, God, God brought it about. So verse 11, so important. And God said, Genesis 1, 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed. And God said, God spoke this into existence. And very early on here in Genesis, because if you look at the kind of the pattern or the, the chronological order, if you will, you have the creation of the heaven and the earth, right? What would you you have then the creation of the specific earth, right? And what surrounds the earth, uh, you know, space and so forth. You have creation then uh, of the dry land. And then right after the dry land, you have grass. <laughs> God said, bring forth grass. And uh, yeah, was, grass is a good one. Our oldest was showing us yards that he... He had to mow when we got, we actually had gotten lost. He had a little lawn care business a couple of years ago. We got lost and he showed us these yards he was having to mow. He said, oh, that one was hard. That one was hard. And uh, me being uh, allergic, I don't love mowing the lawn either, though I, I enjoy riding on the lawn tractor. But uh, grass, everybody's like, oh man, you got to mow the grass. But you know what? It says here, the herb yielding seed. God brought that into existence. And when you have an herb yielding seed, what do you do to bring about it producing, blossoming, etc.? What do you do? You have to sow. And so here we have the introduction of the process in which a man was obtaining what they needed to survive. They had to uh, sow the seeds. Now, of course, I understand Garden of Eden was perfect. Amen. 
But after sin entered the picture, what did God say? He said it was going to be hard, that the ground, the ground wouldn't really give up uh, uh, the, the seed easily, uh, or the, the crop easily. And, and so Adam would really have to work for it. And that's, that was uh, in, in Genesis later on. I don't want to jump there just yet, but get the idea of the idea of sowing seeds, right, to receive the crop, and that idea of receiving the crop is called reaping, right? And so we have this spiritual idea of sowing and reaping. Hosea 10, verse 12, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. And so what's fascinating about a verse like this is it's all kind of created, spoken by God in Genesis 1. This idea of sowing uh, to yourselves righteousness, reaping mercy, the idea of planting the seed and receiving the harvest, breaking up your fallow ground, that dry ground that God created. It says, for it's time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. And again, in the scriptures, it's mentioning this idea of the vapor in the skies, in the firmament. So what does it mean to sow? Plant seeds. You know, here it says, sow to yourself. How do you plant a seed to yourself? Think about it. When you want to plant a garden or a farm, you need what? Uh, to invest in seeds of the fruit you're looking to grow, or at that time you would have to go out and forage them. Invest in God's holy word, which is where wisdom exists and is found. And this is where we sow seeds of righteousness in our lives. They're not yet blossomed. They're just sown. Why? Because we have faith that one day they will. And what you sow matters because there is also the inverse at play. Galatians 6, 8, a New Testament reference. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And so in Genesis 1, we're given this idea of the seed that God speaks into existence, and we see throughout the Bible that we reap what we sow and that we have to be careful that we understand what kind of seeds we're planting and what we're intending to reap. And there is um, a, a miss, I don't know how you say it, false doctrine out there that you can sow seeds here on earth uh, of faith and so forth and that you're always going to reap them here on earth. And the Bible does not say that at all. I mean, you may, Certainly you would reap uh, peace, godly peace in your life, but there's no promise that you're going to just be living it up in this world. Look at uh, a list of the 100 or 500 most rich people in the world. It's not a who's who of, of godly people. I'm not saying that none of them uh, know God, but certainly most of them by their fruits, by the way they live, show that they have no idea who God is. So there's no promise for material wealth in this life. We are speaking of the spiritual thing and that when we trust the Lord and we live for him, and we sow our seeds of faith. That means like we read the word and we believe it. And so here we are in Genesis 1. We're reading it and we have faith that this is true. It's not a, a, a fable. It's not a, a, like an old tale. This is actually true. So when the Bible says that God said and something was created, light or the seed or trees or whatever, don't think that that is some kind of um, just generalization. That is what we believe by faith. And so if you believe by faith that God created the earth 
in six days and rested on the seventh day, then you're believing what Genesis is teaching us as fact. And you were sowing those seeds of faith. And so you may not be, in fact, you probably won't be rewarded for that standpoint or viewpoint here on earth. I had a few reasons for pulling our youngest two out of, a pub, well, our, so our youngest never went to public school, but our second to youngest did for a year and a few reasons for pulling them out. Um, and it certainly wasn't their teacher. They had a good godly teacher uh, who was very sweet and invited them to church for festivals and stuff. Uh, it's not the teacher, but one, uh, well, one of the major issues is the curriculum, which is handed down by the government, who has also decided to largely turn their back on God. And the teaching of evolution, which is antithetical to Genesis 1. And so we sow seeds of faith when we say that we believe that God, your word is true, and that we believe that you are an intelligent designer, that you are the creator of all things. And we're going to take a stand on that and not succumb to the majority opinion, to what some textbook happens to say, or some notable person happens to say. We are simply going to ascribe to what your word says. And that is, I believe, the crux of Galatians 6, 8, for he that soweth to his flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. That's where it's at, folks. If you are so into the flesh, you want to be popular in this world or accepted or move your way up in academia or some other place, you may sow to the flesh these ideas that are, are untrue about the creation of earth or the creation of the universe, and you will reap corruption. The other Bible word there would be like vanity. You're living improperly. You're not living as God intended you for you to live, and you are sowing to now, you are planting a seed now that will come to bear bad fruit later on. And it's a very dangerous thing. And we have to be very careful uh, with our time here on earth that we are passing through and that we need to be about God's business and sharing the gospel. And in order to do that, we need to understand what this idea of sowing and reaping means and what it means for us living in a culture that has not widely accepted this. Maybe at one point we had people that really did accept it. I've heard stories of prayer at school, Bible study at school, but largely now that's forsaken and we are forced fed something that is antithetical to this word. We'll pick up next time where we left off. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow, same time, same place.